sometimes you gotta say to yourself, hey, you know, this stuff I can do by myself, this other stuff I can't do at all. I need people on board. It's not about just collaborating, but it's about understanding the business better and understanding where your skills are and where your skills could be, you know, better focused. Welcome to Startup West, the podcast about West Australian startup founders who have been there and done it or right here and doing it. My name is Chris Tan. And I'm Steve Elias. And before we start, we'd like to acknowledge that we are recording this podcast in the land of the Wajak people of the Noongar Nation and pay our respects to elders, past, present and emerging. I'd also like to thank our sponsors. Startup West is produced by Startup News and sponsored by the City of Perth, RSM, Space Cubed, Techon and Curtin University. In this episode, we speak with Stuart Kidd, founder of WorkBitter, Ingenious Labs, App Labs Technologies, Every There, Profound Incubator, Apps People, Foodie Bag, and most recently, Blez and Familiar. Hi, Stuart, and welcome to Startup West. Uh, can you please tell us about your startup businesses and what they do and how you do it? Absolutely. Okay, so I've got a number of them, as you've probably heard. Um, one of them is Foodie Bag, which is a mobile application platform allowing food retailers to sell their end-of-day surplus food. So they get to meet new customers on the platform and those customers get to buy end-of-day surplus food for a third of the price. Great. I guess in terms of like Foodie Bag, how did that one first come about? Um, what was the first idea and has it changed a lot since um, or pivoted since you started? So I have a company called Apps People and we make mobile apps. And one of my team members is French and he'd heard about a mobile app in Europe, very similar, called Too Good To Go. Right. And so Too Good To Go has been hugely successful and has spread all around Europe and even to the United States. And we thought, well, there's nothing here in Australia. Mm. So we thought we'd make one here, yeah, being an app development company. So what I did, a bit of validation to begin with, I called a few bakeries and just tried to understand whether there was a problem really, how much food was being discarded mm. and quickly discovered, yeah, it's a big problem and people wanted to help and do something about it. Yeah. Just with that, um, as as a question on the side, now this is talking about food retailers, right? With what's uh, me and in Space Cubed, we have a lot of events and um, some of our spaces have um, people who bring in and order way too much catering. Is there something on uh, Foodie Bag that could help with um, that sort of solution um, just so we're not wasting Food, um, obviously, um, coming from an event that's over-catered doesn't need to be sold, but uh, does Foodie Bag have something for this? Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's it's a very scalable and flexible platform. So it can work in hotels, can work in, yep. So it can work exactly like that with catering companies too. Excellent. So yeah, it's very varied across hospitality. Fantastic, fantastic. So Stuart, I, I'm actually intrigued by this because um, is there any metrics you can put around it in terms of the, the, the wastage? I mean, even when I go grab some sushi, you know, sort of late afternoon before closing off, you think, well, they're closing down for, for the day. What happens? Do the employees take food home for their families? Does it go to waste or is it back on, on the shelf in the morning? Uh, I guess there's any metrics to tell, I guess, the community about what mm. we're dealing with here? Yep. Um, waste is a huge problem um, worldwide and Australia-wide included. So uh, let's just look at this sort of sushi restaurant as an example. Yeah, mm. most of it would get thrown away That's yeah. at the end of the day. So people might tra take a lot home as well, mm. but they won't be able to eat it. They'll no. you know, take it home. It'll sit in the fridge for a couple of days and then people will realize it's gone bad and yeah. they can't eat it any further. So we actually had a new one come on Foodie Bag just this week 
and it's called Azuru Katen, and they're in Northbridge. It's a sushi train. Right, great. And they're selling really, yeah, it's going really well with them. Yeah, they're the first sushi company on the, on the platform. Wow, okay. Fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, waste is a huge problem. You could, I get photographs sent to me all the time from um, large franchise bakeries who I won't name. Yeah. But um, they've got like uh, skip bins full of Gee. bread being yeah. chucked out every night. Yeah. I think that's something for us to all be sort of really wary about because there is a lot of food going out there. And I know there are other sort of um, organizations that are sort of helping to pick this stuff up and uh, donate it, but there's only so much um, they can do with volunteers and uh, time and um, things to do with, um, you know, health safety and whatnot. So no, I think um, food waste is very big, but I think you're taking steps to try to alleviate and help with this, I think that's um, such a great start. Yeah, this is another method for people to use and businesses to use. Obviously, there's Oz Harvest, there's Food Bank. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when it's we're talking about a smaller restaurant or a smaller bakery, they're not going to drive all the way in their big truck to pick it up and, and spend on the labour costs. It's just not worth it. That's yeah. right. So that's where we, we fill that hole and that gap. Very good. Stuart, what are, have some of, some of the challenge been? And I guess on the flip side of that, what are the successes of the business to date? Okay, so probably the, the biggest challenge is getting new businesses on board solely because they're so used to just throwing things away in the bin. It's so easy for them. Even though we've created a platform, which is so easy to use and just takes two button presses for them to, you know, push uh, products onto the platform. Yeah. It's, um, they still prefer to do the way that they've always been doing Mm. it or they've, yeah, I think there's been other platforms in the past who've come along and tried to do something similar, haven't done it very well, failed, and they've left a bad taste in their mouth as well. So we're trying to change all that. It takes time. And one of the, probably like the wins we've had, we've had uh, franchises like, well, not franchises, actually businesses with multiple stores like mm. Lawley's Bakery and Mary yeah. Street Bakery. Mm. They get a few on board and then they take all their others and bring them on board as well. So that's really a testament to what we're doing is them bringing on all of their businesses. Great. Great. Um, so with, I guess we could talk about Foodbag or, or all of your numerous uh, businesses that you founded before in the past, but um, in terms of funding that business or funding businesses in general, um, how do you go about it? Um, do, you, do you start with advisors, a board, um, mentors? Um, take us through a, a process that you likely would have put together over your experience and time. Well, um, fortunately, I do have my app development business. So we usually develop the apps through our own business, the apps people business. And um, through there, we're, we're working on the, on the ideas and we're building those apps. We haven't really gone out for any funding for any of those applications. Um, well, there's another application we had called Ever There where we did get some funding. That was through the Vocus Upstart mm. incubator program. Sure. And um, that's still on the App Store and Google Play right now and working very well. That's like a, a self-guided tour application. But yeah, so how it, there was another business I had as well, which was Ingenious Labs, which mm-hmm. was my first mobile app development company in 2010, which we um, we sold to another company as part of an exit and which was listed on the ASX as mm. App Labs back in 2013. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. But yeah, I, I'm often a, I'm a lone horse, a lone warrior, okay. going out there and, and just bringing team members on as I find good people. Excellent, excellent. What are you trying to achieve Stuart, wolf, in the next no, <laughs> no, lone wolf? Um, what are you trying to achieve in the next three to five years, let's say? So three to five years, I would like to yeah, I'd like to build Foodie Bag up to a, a certain point where it's actually Australia wide, perhaps New Zealand as well. Right. I would like to yeah, build up all of my applications that I have and bring people on board. So I'm I'm not, you know, not against finding really good people and giving them equity, bringing them on board and being part of the business. 
So I think a collaborative approach really works, but I'm quite happy at the very beginning to work on these applications myself because I believe in them. So yeah, as uh, because I do have a number of applications, you're very open to meeting some smart people. So anyone listening today, yeah, yeah give me a bell and um, let's catch up. Sounds good. Um, so you, we haven't we haven't delved into this yet, but we will into the I guess in the next section. But uh, you're not originally from WA, uh, but uh, while living here and um, going through your journey here in uh, in Perth or Western Australia, at least, how do you describe that local startup scene here? Yeah, well, the local startup scene has grown so much in the last, yeah, 13 years. So much is just, it's like a whole different place, how it used to be. So, yeah, I, I did um, I did come to Australia when I was 10 years old and I then lived back in the UK when I was 19 for mm, some time, quite yeah. a, many years. But, yeah, coming back here in 2000 and, um, yeah, 2009, um, I started playing around with a few things. 2010, I started doing mobile apps as yeah. a new company. Um, in those days, there really wasn't much. I when did Space Cube open up? Was that about then? Eleven years ago now. Yeah. So yeah, okay. Was it 2023? So 2012. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so yes, in 2010, there was nothing like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was really nowhere to go. Yeah. Um, well, so it was, yeah, it was a blank canvas though, which mm. is great. And um, yeah, it's been picked up. And um, Space Cube is here, Ferns here. Now there's we work. There's so many. Yeah working spaces out there, which is really good. There's so many op- opportunities for funding. We've got all these new opportunities which came about in the last six to 12 months too. And there's like the um, the I- IBG, uh, the, what's that called again? Oh, I'm usually pretty the, good with acronyms, yeah, so I'm yeah. not sure about that one. <laughs> I've got that one on top of my head. Yeah, um, so um, that's the one from Jitsi. Oh, so right, the, yeah. the $40,000 one there. There's so many opportunities. They're everywhere. You just got to look around online. Back in 2010, I don't think there was anything. Yeah, okay, yeah. right. Um, Stuart, what companies or perhaps people have impressed you that you've seen here in the WA community, startup community? Yeah, good question. There's been, there's so many. Um, yeah, there's been a, a, a lot of great companies. You look at like um, Tom from Udrew. Yes. He's done mm-hmm. really well. Yep, top bloke. Working, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we've seen people like Canva who've left WA. Yes. Yep, so I'm not going to talk about those guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're world-renowned. Yeah. <laughs> um, then there's a lot of like smaller companies who get down to the nitty-gritty and just never never stop working. And that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. It's like just don't give up. And that's one what I've never done. What I've always done is never given, given up. And um, I, I don't want to start pinpointing these companies. You know, there's, you know, there's lots of big companies. They've, like VGW, yeah. they've done mm-hmm. really well. Yeah. Health Engine. Yeah. yeah. You know, Excellent. we've had some really good names and they've been impressive, especially Health Engine. Mm-hmm. I think yes. it's done really well from an you know, ethical standpoint mm-hmm. as yes. well, I've got to say. So I really, I, I, I think there's a, yeah, you can make money easily in WA. You don't just have to go off to the mines to do that. Of course. You can have a startup, you can make money too. But I, I'm really impressed by companies that are actually doing something which is helpful and, and helping and impactful, yeah. making a change for you know people in society. Yeah, oh, that's great. That's great coming uh, and hearing that from you. Um, and people obviously are obviously listening. You can't see what I'm seeing, but uh, Stuart's come in today with his uh, startup news award. Um, from 2022, most admired startup person. So um, I would I would honestly say that uh, on the flip side, there are probably people out there who probably think about the same way about you that um, that what you've just described to other people. So keep up that great work. Thank you, thank you. What can we 
do better at here in Western Australia? Um, where are the gaps that you've seen so far? I think, you know, it's great to put the application together, you start up together, getting it off the grounds. But I don't think there's enough collaboration from larger companies um, and, you know, incorporating startups like I see in other countries and even over East as well. Like a lot of banks, they could do so much more to um, not just giving funds, but um, you know, actually having like an incubator programming, pulling in existing startups and having them work with them. You know, for instance, Foodie Bag, I could say, hey, Coles WA, you know, could do something. Mm. You know, Woolworths yeah. could do something too. But you know, the head offices are in Sydney and Melbourne, and I'm sure they're doing something with you know communities over there and startups yeah. over there. But WA gets untouched, unfortunately. Mm. So I think yeah, companies as a whole, there's a lot of know, well-to-do companies. And I think they need to like step up and, you know, think, you know, think about the small startups out there. Cool. And a shout out to the Startup West podcast sponsors. The Startup West podcast is produced by Startup News and is made possible by the support from Space Cubed, Curtin University, RSM, the City of Perth and TechOn. All right, Stuart, um, can we take you back through your career uh, from your school days? Where were you born? You said um, you're originally from England. Yep. Yep. So I was born in Essex, just outside London. There'd be a few smiles after they hear that. Yeah. I love that show. <laughs> the only way is Essex. So I used to watch it a few years ago with my wife. Actually, never watched it. Have a bit of a laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you would. <laughs> so yeah, I um I was brought up in Essex, South End on Sea, and then we moved to Australia in yeah when I was ten years old. Mm-hmm. We came to Australia. I lived in Kalamunda. And I went to St. Bridget's Primary School nice. and then moved to Mazenod High School. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I went to high school there and that's where I really, the end of, actually the end of St. Bridget's is when I've got my first computer, my Commodore VIC-20, um, which uh, later was upgraded to a Commodore 64. Mm, I had one of those. Yeah, well, yeah that yeah. was great, great, yeah, great sprite. <laughs> yeah, great sprites on that. Um, and then uh, I, I became uh, the president of the uh, VicUps Computer Club which was like I'm probably the youngest guy there and it was all full of adults. <laughs> yeah. I think nobody else wanted to take that role. They had to do some paperwork, so I took that role. And, um, yeah, that club you probably closed down a few years later, you know, when other larger, better computers come along. Sure. But, yeah, I do remember those days. And then um, through high school I was, uh, yeah, I was always into computers, won the computer award a few times at school cool. and the typing award too, actually. Yeah, I'm sure you guys never had any typing at school, did you? No, no. typing lessons. Oh, no. no, not back then. I tried, but uh, no, I couldn't. I couldn't do it back then. You look way too young for that. <laughs> but I do remember. The, I do remember the old five and a quarter floppy disk. Oh, oh yeah, 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 quite yeah. a lot when I was young too. I remember those. <laughs> I had a whole bunch of those. Yeah, they were yeah. great. Yeah. And then um, through high school, yeah, went through high school as pretty much a nerd who played soccer, and yeah, then came out the other end and um, ended up going to the UK um, when I was nineteen. Decided to go and yeah. Set sail to the UK, lived there for a, a, quite a number of years, worked in IT, and that's where I picked up my, um, yeah, in, in the, into the world of actually the internet, 1996. Mm-hmm. I uh, worked for the first internet lottery online. Mm. You licked and signed lottery. Yeah, right. right. Which later became Plus Lotto, and they had a deal with uh, the Red Cross. Wow. And then went on to broadcasting, uh, streaming video and streaming audio online. In, yeah. In 1996, yeah, right. had a radio station online, which is great. And I uh, met many house DJs, drum and bass, et cetera. And I used to broadcast from clubs 
in London. No wonder you look like a rocker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tired rocker. <laughs> um, yeah, I um, broadcast from a, a club called Turnmills. Used to do there like pretty much every day of the week. Had a little server in there and would stream from the DJ box and things have changed a lot since then and especially the quality. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very good. That's a, that's a great history and I'm, I think I'm out of questions almost. Yeah. I think <laughs> Sorry, I should slow down. Won't talk no, no, so not much. at all, not at all. I, I can go back to more DJ days when I DJed in Italy. <laughs> oh, wow, that'd be something. Um, but I, one thing I will say is like, I think as when you've got your, your hustle doing your, your startup, it's always good to be working and doing, getting some money coming through. And yeah. one of the things I did do when I was living in London, I worked as a background artist. Okay. So I'd work on uh, movies and I had a couple of agencies. And so this is, these were non-speaking roles mm. in movies and TV. So I, I met a fair few. Body double. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wish my body was that good. <laughs> but no, I am... Um, I did meet Jason Statham once. Wasn't wow. his body double, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> but I could tell you a quick story about that. An encounter with him. I was, it was 5.30 in the morning. I had to catch, you know, some night bus in London to get to this studio. It was a big studio outdoors in East London somewhere. And I went up to the... Have you ever seen the TV program um, with Ricky Gervais extras? Yes. Yeah, okay. So it's just like that, right? So you're like a second-class citizen mm. being an extra. So I went up to the, uh, the this caravan where you get your breakfast and they were serving me the breakfast. And usually the principal characters like Jason Statham wouldn't go anywhere near that. Mm -hmm. yeah. But he, him being a, like a working class dude, you know, geezer, I should say, <laughs> he came up to the caravan. He was standing next to me getting his after me. And um, I turned around to him and said, nothing like an English breakfast, is it, mate? And I don't know what he said, but it didn't sound good. It didn't sound nice. It was more like a bit of a muffle. <laughs> and I got a bit scared and I just picked my breakfast up and left. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> it's a great story though to tell. Um, I guess, Stuart, going back to the, the school subjects we mentioned, where do you believe you started showing your leadership and entrepreneurial potential and qualities? At what, what sort of juncture? It was. I would say it's actually probably later in life. Although, okay. yeah, I, of course I had that. Your president role. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was probably something there. I, I would say I got out of that. Uh, but I would say uh, another thing I was doing in London was um, I was creating, designing T-shirts and selling them at Camden Market and selling them into shops. So that gave me that confidence to go out and meet people and speak to them about a product I was making. Mm -hmm. uh, so I guess that really helped me. It was very non-digital direction I was going, which gave me the skills that I have today. Um, I, apart from, of course, the streaming technology, when I was streaming on, online, I was actually running a business there and streaming concerts as well. Mm -hmm. So I guess there was a lot of things I was doing on the sidelines before I actually had my first startup. Yeah, fair okay. enough. Um, let us lead into your first startup um, and then I guess into your next and then to your next sort of like the journey to now through your startups. like. You obviously started and you, you got into your first one and I'd love to hear a bit more about um, that journey um, because, you know, your first startup versus your most recent startup, which was, um, which is Blairs or Familiar. Yep. There's got to have been such a dramatic difference between then and now. Mm. Tell us. Yep. So back in about 2006, I had a, or 2005, I had a startup called Workbidder. Mm. So Workbidder was a very early version of Airtasker. You'd go online, you'd um, post your job, what you had, like I want someone to fix my fence. And then people would bid on it and say how much they'll do it, which is pretty much like Airtasker anyway. Yeah. It's pretty much the same, but it was all web-based. 
And I exited from that company after a few years. But how I used to work in that business was very different. I, well, I'd be working in my bedroom. I um, was pretty much new was AdWords was quite new in those yeah. days. So I would be posting on, on AdWords. It was a lot cheaper than it is now, but that's for sure. <laughs> a hell of a lot cheaper. Yeah. Um, and I was, um, I guess I was really hustling, I suppose, you know, I, I take pictures of myself dressed up in high vis gear, like a worker, like a, you know, like a, a tradie. And I would take pictures of myself near the washing machine. You know, I was really a hands-on person. <laughs> <laughs> and I was doing whatever I could to get more people. I was actually, what I, how I worked it in those days was I'd go on Gumtree. Mm. Gumtree was very popular in the UK. And if you didn't know, Gumtree actually originates from the UK. Right. Okay. Happens to have a Gumtree name, but it's actually from the UK. Mm. Um, so I would go on Gumtree. I would trawl that site, the um, the tradesperson site. People are asking for tradespeople or tra tradespeople posting, and I would just grab all those people and try to get them over to the to my website. Yeah, and that was really successful. I got thousands of people doing that. That's how I made that website successful, wow. and I managed to get people using it. And I exited. Yeah, so okay. that was a struggle, mm. and probably I still employ some of those ideas now. Mm. You know, yeah, where it's legal, of course. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing untoward here. Uh, Stuart, what do you know now that you wish you'd known at the start after going through all these different iterations of startups? So I had a, uh, yeah, one thing I wish I'd known back in the uh, late 90s, mm. um, I had a few different, I guess I had a few websites which I, I would have which were kind of like startups and, one of them was Club 24-7, which was a streaming radio club station. I wish I'd gone out and got funding. And I thought I could do it all myself, but that I, I should have just gone out and got funding, got other people on board, and uh, I would have been probably, who knows where, where I would have gone with that. Yeah, mm. I think, yeah, sometimes you sort of say to yourself, hey, you know, this stuff I can do by myself, this other stuff I can't do at all. I need people on board. Just got, it's not about just collaborating, but it's about understanding the business better and understanding mm where your skills are and where your your skills could be, you know, better focused. Sure, sure. Fair enough. Um, and what advice would you give to other founders in this day and age now? Well, it's very easy to, I think, I think it's very easy to have a startup now, yeah. especially the way technology is going. There's, you can even create apps like on things like Bubble, Bubble platform. There's lots of, there's, there's, yeah, Flutter, Flutter apps. There's all mm. sorts of things you can do now. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I would say to, to any founder out there, get something started up as quickly as possible. See if it's going to work. And if it doesn't work, either refocus, pivot, and continue going on. Don't give up. Yeah, if you've got an idea and you've validated it and it seems to be right, then yeah, yeah just don't give up because that's where you'll see someone a year later and they'll be doing exactly the same, just, just better. Mm. And they've... And it's all about connections too. So get networking. Yep. Absolutely. Sage advice. That. Thanks, Stuart. All right. Uh, Stuart, we're going to move into our quick fire rapid uh, round. Um, so first thing that comes to mind, uh, do you want to kick it off? Yeah, Steve. sure. Let's do it. Stuart, what's the single most important factor that makes a successful startup? Drive. Cool. Uh, if you were to wave your magic wand over the local startup scene, what would you wish into being? What would you like to create out of nothing? Um, uh, yeah, uh, going back into what I spoke to about before, something mm. impactful. Yep. Sure. Better right. impact. Yep. Who do you most admire in the local tech scene, a company, 
and or a person? Well, I think Charlie Gunningham's an amazing guy. I think, yeah, he's a, the best networker I know in Perth. And I think it's all about networking. Shout out to yeah. the boss. Um, shout out to the boss. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and other you know, companies, I, I, yeah, I can't pinpoint particularly one. Um, yeah, I think there's so many people doing great things. And I see it time and time again when I go to yeah, events, I see people standing up and pushing what they're doing. Mm. There's some really good stuff out there. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Um, how can anyone listening help you? Well, if you check out any of the applications I've mentioned or mm. we've mentioned here today, whether it's Blaze or Familiar or Foodie Bag or every there, then and, and you think you've got something and you think you could make something of one of those apps, I'd love to hear from you. Yeah. If you can take me to the next level with that together, yeah, very happy to hear from you. Great. Stuart, we all have busy, eventful lives. Uh, what do you do to get away from it all, to relax and refresh? I love going running. So I run, I swim, especially in the summer. I try to keep away from the swimming pool in the winter. Mm. The summer okay. is a fast approaching. <laughs> so you might see me down at the pool. Um, yeah, I'd, 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 I love watching movies, good movies, of course. But yeah, swimming and, and if I'm going outside, swimming, go and catch up with friends as well, go down to the beach, yeah, hit, get hit by a few waves, spend some time with my three little kids. Lovely. Yeah. Uh, I have to ask, favourite movie, Top Gun, Rambo, <laughs> Rocky. All of them are so good, aren't they? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, you know, I do like Memento. Uh, yeah, right. I love yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, I love the mo a movie where you've actually got to, you know, think and get confused. That's Guy yeah. Pierce, right? The Guy Pierce. Yeah. Yeah, 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 great movie. And there's another movie which is on that sort of theme as well. It's called Irreversible, a French okay. movie. Oh, really okay. good movie. Yeah, yeah. Pretty R rated though, but really amazing movie. I'll have to check that out. Chris, want to do movie night tonight? Uh, well, sure, let's do it. Yes. We'll get some more beers out. That would be fine. <laughs> get some popcorn in. I think so. Uh, Stuart, it's been really great um, to chat with you today. Uh, it's been really great to have you in to, you know, listen to your stories and whatnot. Uh, before we finish off, is there anything else that you'd like to mention or do a shout out for? Yeah. Yes, I would actually. Yeah. Um, so a few weeks ago, we had the passing of Amandine which, uh, yeah, she was an amazing person in the startup community, um, loved by everybody and a very quiet person mm. in the community, but worked here at Space Cube yes. for a while. Yes. And um, always at the events, always there to have a chat with. And mm. she was an amazing woman and she has left behind her, uh, yeah, her husband and her son. Her son, yes. Yeah. Um, so maybe this could be a tribute to her. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, as part of the team, here at Space Cube, thank you for that. Uh, Armandine is um, greatly missed and uh, we wish her family all the best in that. Um, but yes, uh, in memory of her, I think, um, yeah, she absolutely was uh, such a sort of bright, shining light within the Space Cube community, looking after her members and everyone that sort of came through. So yeah, absolutely. Like, thank you very thank much you. for having me on the show, guys. Thank okay. you, Stuart. Thank you, Stuart. You. Also, thanks to our sponsors, Startup West podcast is produced by Startup News and is made possible by the support of Space Cubed, Curtin University, the City of Perth, RSM and TechOn. We recorded this podcast at Rift Podcast Studios in beautiful downtown Perth, Western Australia. Don't forget to subscribe to Startup West on your favourite podcast platform so our latest episodes appear in your feed. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you.